the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Free from debt. First time investing. Retirement planning and so much more. We are the Biz 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Four U.S. soldiers have been killed in a plane crash at a Norwegian town in the Arctic Circle. It happened during a NATO exercise unrelated to the Ukraine war. Ukraine's deputy prime minister says 10 humanitarian corridors have been agreed on with the Russians. Jorge Galindo, meanwhile, the U.N.'s migration agency in Poland, says war-weary Ukrainians are making their way across the border. We're providing them with essential items, uh, food, uh, hygiene kits. But uh, in addition to that, it's very important also to provide them with the information that they need. A lot of people don't know where they're going. Uh, Some of them have family members abroad. But there is a lot of uncertainty. China's national health authorities have reported two COVID-19 deaths, the first recorded rise in the death toll there since January of 2021 as the country battles an Omicron surge. This is SRN News. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. Is it his time? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, second hour today. Glad to uh, be here with you. Um, this will be uh, this will be pretty much a, f- uh, a Fed intensive hour because we are going through the press conference uh, after the announcement of the twenty five basis point increase, which had been signaled to me in a way that you seldom see, where Jay Powell, in congressional testimony, 
said we expect to raise the raise the rate by point two by twenty five basis points point two five percent at our meeting in March and we'll continue to do so. So I've got things to say about the balance sheet question, but I'm going to push those to the side for a moment because, as I pointed out just before at the end of the last hour, there's a desire to make, at least by some folks, uh, I'm going to read read a little bit of President Bullard's uh, statement about why he dissented. Um, And here's the part where you go, whoa, whoa, (laughs) wow. In my judgment, given this constellation of macroeconomic data, and you will hear nothing in the Powell testimony in the Powell press conference to say that he thinks the economy is any weaker. We played Governor Waller, who said, "Yeah, I think we. I I was prepared to go 50 basis points, but the Ukraine thing. uh, uh, I kind of think I have to get a little more information. He didn't really have the courage to step forward and make and." and dissent from 25, Bullard, di- Bullard decided to, to go ahead and do that. He says, a 50, data po- a 50 basis point upward adjustment to the policy rate would have been a better decision for this meeting. Here's the part you go, whoa. In addition, in my contribution to the summary of economic projections, okay, which I just tweeted to you at the top of the hour, using the hashtag pound KBRS, in my contribution to the summary of economic projections, I recommended that the committee try to achieve a level of the policy rate above 3% this year. So if you go to, and I, since I tweeted it to you, I'm actually going to make the reference to the, uh, to the dot plot. Let me go find the dot plot. It's all the way down here. No, it's back up here. Where are the dots? Where are my dots? Here we go. If I go look at the dot plot for the end of 2022, this is page four of a 17-page document that I tweeted to you. And, and, and if you're new to the show, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. We have fun here. Um, it can be a good time, even though you think, oh, it's so dry. Well, if, if you thought this was dry, you'd have already left. But the, so... I assume you like you like data, so I'm going to I'm going to describe a, I'm going to describe a graph for you on radio, which is kind of the station makes a joke out of the fact that I describe graphs using using my voice, uh, but I do this in classrooms all the time. It's not that big a deal. So I'm looking at I'm looking at a graph. If you if you if you had the graph in front of you, what you would see is a horizontal axis with three different years: 2022, 2023, 2024, and longer run. Along the right side, the right, the the vertical axis, it has a range between zero and four percent. And then there are dots. Each dot represents the opinion of a Fed governor or president about what they think the federal funds rate should be at the end of each of those years or in the long run. President Bullard identifies himself in this statement as being the, the dot at the very top, above 3%, between 3 and 3 and a quarter. The next person in line between 25 and 2 and 3 quarters percent, I thought would have been Waller, but Waller actually says in the clip that we listened to, I, we don't have, we're not going to have time to replay it, that he's actually in the 2, he's actually in the two to 2 and a quarter category. There are eight there are seven governors with the opinion that they should be above two percent and there are nine governors who think they should be below two percent at the end of 2022 with bullet at the top saying he thinks they should be above three percent this would quickly adjust the policy rate to a more appropriate level for for the current circumstances the committee has successfully moved in this manner before. Now, it is very rare for me to dissent from, from President Bullard. The difference between 1994 and now is the balance sheet. The balance sheet question is really out, is out there. That is why I think Pres- Chair Powell says what he says in answer to a question when he is, when he is asked, what will make you go faster or lower rate hikes because all the statement says is ongoing increases 
and, and it, which is kind, which is vague. And he says I was, he says I was vague for a reason. Uh, go ahead and play cut number ten, please, Daniel. What would uh, uh, tr- trigger you to go faster or slower on the rate hikes? Ongoing increases doesn't really tell us whether this is going to come in bigger chunks or, or or evenly paced through the year. Yeah. So you know the way we're the way we're thinking about this is that every meeting is a live meeting, and uh, we're going to be looking at evolving conditions, and uh, if we do conclude that it would be appropriate to to move more quickly to remove accommodation, then we'll do so. If we had a sounder for a punt, we would play it here. Because that's a punt. That's, every meeting is a live meeting doesn't tell you anything. Of course every le- meeting is a live meeting. If it wasn't a live meeting, you probably wouldn't have a meeting. You certainly wouldn't have a press conference. The fact that they have press conferences after every FOMC means that they want the option to be able to move after every meeting. I, 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 pr- I promised people uh, that I would do at some point a review of Christopher Leonard's book, uh, The Lords of Easy Money. Um, I am about, I'm about 50 pages from done with the book. I encourage you, you might want to read it too. I would love for us to have a have a book discussion here on the show. I'm going to try to see if I can get the author to come on. I don't know because because we do a Saturday morning show, but maybe we can pre-record something. We'll see. I'm I'm interested in whether he wants to, if he's willing to come on the show. Um, I'd love to do that. I think he'd really enjoy it. Um, but it is evident to me in listening to the conversation. This book is even more relevant today. I'm reading it in talking about previous Federal Reserve behavior, and I'm thinking about what's happening right this moment. And I think to myself, man, oh man, these things are these things are these things are are clearly the Fed is having an argument amongst itself, amongst its members, about how fast to go. The difference, again, for President Bullard. The difference is we don't know anything about the statement about the balance sheet. So I'm actually going to go backwards. Uh, I'm going to hop around a little bit on you, on you, Daniel. Uh, so, so I want to go back into the prepared statement and play what he says about the balance sheet. Very, very short clip. Cut number nine, please. The median projection for the appropriate level of the federal funds rate is 1.9% at the end of this year, a full percentage point higher than projected in December. Over the following two years, the median projection is 2.8%, somewhat higher than the median estimate of its longer-run value. So if that's what's going on, right, if that's what's going on, then I realize I just I, I attached that to the wrong cut. If that's what's going on, Bullard's point is right. If that's what you think's happening, why are you going at a quarter point at a time and you're not ever going to get to the, to the 2%? two percent level indeed larry summers says exactly that he was on wall street week on bloomberg just last night and says this cut number four they did and i was uh, glad to see it i think they're recognizing that they're uh behind uh the curve i think they've still got a long way uh to go they've got a long way to go in forecasting realistically I just don't believe that it is plausible that we're going to have three years of three and a half percent unemployment while inflation falls precipitously. Nor do I believe that inflation is likely to fall precipitously on a path where the nominal interest rate never gets within two percentage points of where the inflation rate is uh, right now. Which means, of course, that the real interest rate is expected to stay negative for the foreseeable future. If you don't move faster, if you don't go to the higher number on the dot plot, if you don't, if you don't move up to the number where I think pres- where President Bullard is, you don't do that. So the argument really is the balance sheet issue. Um, he said. He said in his meeting that I, I, I decided not to, not to have them pull this particular sentence. 
At our meeting that wrapped up today, the committee made good progress on a plan for reducing our securities holdings, and we expect to announce the beginning of the of balance sheet reduction at a coming meeting. Which means that in three weeks, we're going to have the minutes of this meeting, and we're all going to be reading for that particular piece. What did they say about the balance sheet and what will be in there? Now, minutes are edited. It is not a transcript. It takes five years for the transcripts to come out. So it will be 2027 before we get to hear what did each person say in their in the meeting. And that, by the way, is the beauty of that Christopher Leonard book. That son of a gun actually read lots of transcripts. Major props for that. I know people have done research using transcripts. It is tedious, hard work uh, because they are they are it's voluminous. I mean, you. It, I mean, it might be a little easier now because you can use text recognition. You do keyword searches and so forth, and word clouds and and, and stuff like that. Um, but um, it really sounds to me like what happened here was uh, 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 Leonard. Leonard actually sat down and read many of the transcripts. Uh, there are not many people who do that. That so he. Uh, I get. I have a lot. I have a lot of respect for that. But um, Powell answers this in a, in a later point. I think I have this point right, and I'm going to have to find where I am on the. Uh, I have to find where I am on this spreadsheet here. But I think this comes here on cut number fourteen. Let's go there, uh, Daniel. Cut number. 14. At our meeting today and yesterday, we made excellent progress toward agreeing on the parameters of a plan to shrink the balance sheet. And I'd say we're now in a position to finalize and implement that plan so that we're actually beginning runoff at a coming meeting, and that could come as soon as our next meeting in May. That's not a decision that we've made, but I would say that that's how, that's how well uh, our discussions went in the last two days. That is a major piece, and he didn't say that in the statement. But that piece coming out, and if people say, well, why did the market go up? I mean, I thought higher interest rates was bad for markets. What he says really in this is, we feel the economy's growing strong enough that we can openly talk about balance sheet runoff. In, in the book, in the Lords of Easy Money, they talk about how the market reacted so negatively. Does anyone remember the taper tantrum? Does anyone, you know, and... and Jay Powell has been there through three different episodes where they tried to reduce the size of the balance sheet or at least even reduce the, the, the growth rate of the balance sheet, and they've been burned in the marketplace. And we're going to have to talk about that and say how, how this is going to happen. That's why I'm really hoping that we could get uh, Mr. Leonard on the show. I think that would, be, I think that would really help us. If not, we'll, we'll find someone else who... Who wants to? Who's read the book and maybe wants to do a chat about it with me here on the King Banyan Show? Let's take a break. Let's take a break right now. We'll be back after this. It's Fed. It's a Fed Saturday here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. Sightseeing in Paris at the Mall in Bloomington or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. 
starts to buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matami Dive. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it. But there were other things that needed addressing. And uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that. All of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. You think a lot about your family, your friends, your favorite things to do, but you know what you don't think about? Who's your plumber? Hi, I'm Kayla from Champion Plumbing, and it's okay if the only time you think of us is when something happens, like your water heater quits on you. At Champion Plumbing, we can usually install a new water heater same day. Who's your plumber? Don't think, just call. Champion Plumbing, online at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Wasn't this a subject of a conversation a couple of weeks ago, Daniel? Layla yeah, it was better than to Stairway heaven. to Heaven, you were saying. I, I'm, I'm still there. I agree with you. All right, see? Yeah, I, I tell you what, uh, Daniel, you, you got a job here. Um, keep keep agreeing with me, and you'll you'll stay a long time. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, 651-289-4477, The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Thank you for listening today. Very happy to to be here. Um, and um, I am... The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside Gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes. We're part of the problem that they were using, that wages were were part of the issue in why they were deciding to move on inflation now. And um, uh, so you can, you, can, uh, you can listen or play to the uh, – you, you can listen to this and think about how people heard him say this. This is Jay Powell during the press conference on, on, on Wednesday, cut number 16. We're blessed with a, a range of measures of wages that, that all measure different things. But right now, they're all showing the same thing, which is that the increases, not the levels, but the increases are running at levels that are well above what would be consistent with 2% inflation, our goal, over time. And that may be, we don't know how persistent that phenomenon will be. 
it's very hard to say. Indeed, I'm looking at information right now suggested indeed I'm going to let me play let me play Larry Summers one more time last night from Wall Street Week on Bloomberg. Uh, Larry Summers was talking about a graph, and I was like, I hadn't even seen the graph that he's looking at at the time. And I'm going to talk about the graph in a moment, but let's play Larry Summers first, cut number five. You know, I just had a chance to review what is the best data on wages, uh, the data from the Atlanta Fed. And depending on which of the indices you use, how you weight the data and so forth, on some measures, wage inflation is now getting close to 7%. And that is just not consistent with the kind of places uh, that we want to go uh, in terms of inflation. If you look at the data for for wages, and this he's talking about the Atlanta Fed tracker. I'll have that posted for you after the break. Um, you can you can you can look at the graphic graph for yourself. What they do is they take data from the job survey, and this is actually from the consumer from the current population survey. So this is household data, and it takes the. When you do the current population survey, you're not, it's not a random sample every month, right? You're actually calling in a wave, and you're calling the same household repeatedly for a period of so many months. I can't, I've forgotten how many months they, they keep you in the sample, but it's for multiple months. And what they're trying to do is pick up, one of the things they ask for a question is, what's your wage rate? What, how much do you take home in, in work? Do you get paid hourly or, or weekly and, and so forth? So they ask you a series of questions in that, consumer popul- in that current population survey. The Atlanta Fed has done this really great job of taking the, the BLS data and, re- and analyzing it and visualizing it for people in a way that allows you to see what's going on for the number of wages. So if I look at wage growth at wage growth for February 22, the 3-month moving average of median wage growth has been at 5.8%. If I look at people who have been uh, who stayed on the same job, their wages went up by 5.4%. Those who who switched jobs They've gone up by 6.6%, meaning on average, if you change jobs in a month, your wage is likely to be one to one and a quarter percent higher than it would be otherwise. That's why three to, you know, that's why you're seeing 2.8 to 3% of the workforce quit a job every month, implying that about one third of the workforce at the current rate, one-third of the workforce could, in fact, be quitting a job to look for something else. It's very hard to retain a worker for a long period of time. Uh, if I go and look at the number of people in the service sector who have, who have jobs, service sector wages are actually up at 5.9%. Why? Because those will include those restaurant workers. That includes those workers that I believe are actually having a hard time you're having a hard time keeping them. If I go back just to January of 21, those numbers are running around 2 to 3%. So the level of wage increase has been happening has in fact doubled. And so, so he says wages are moving up faster than is consistent with 2% inflation. And he does say, and I think I cut this part out, um, the reason you want wages to be rising is because of increases in productivity. Are workers actually becoming more productive that warrants us paying them a 6% extra? No, you would say probably not. We think it's a combination of the fact that the labor market is fairly tight and that your workers are experiencing price inflation and that experiencing of price inflation implies that they need to they need to, uh, in fact, uh, um, ask for higher wages or else their real wage is declining. I'm not convinced that real wages are declining. However, I'm not, I'm not sold that they're increasing either at this time because I have a hard time. This data is better for me 
uh, at getting at the question of whether or not those increases in pay are coming from them working more or working or getting more per hour. That's the part I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out. If I look at uh, if I look at uh, at at those wages and I look at them weighted. Okay, and there's a weighted series, and I, I, I won't take the time to explain the weighting, but actually to get a weighted series so that we're using the same level of participation across different industries. And I go back to the weighting that was there back in 1997. That number is at 7.3% at the current weighting, equal weighting, 6.5%. Uh, um, that is a very, very big issue for for the economy right now. And there's no question that wages can go up. But man, I'm telling you, I saw tweets and blog posts and stuff saying, so the only way that the that the Fed knows how to make the economy the economy slow down and have inflation slow down is to deny people their raises. Words to that effect. No, we want people to get raises, but we want people to get raises as part of a shared arrangement in a sustainable way through having productivity increases. Okay, The raises they're getting right now, I don't believe, I don't think there's any evidence to suggest, is the result of productivity. And as you look at information coming out of business surveys, it's pretty clear that profits are getting squeezed because businesses are having to pay more just to keep the doors open to keep workers keep workers in the shop or on the floor. They can't get there any other way, so they're paying the high the, those higher wages. Uh, let's play just one more quick cut. Uh, cut number seventeen, uh, Daniel. There is um, there is a misalignment of demand and supply, particularly in the labor market, and that is leading to wages moving up at ways that are they're not consistent with two percent inflation over time and so uh we need to use our tools to to you know guide inflation back down to two percent and that would be in the context of, of an extraordinarily strong labor market we, we we think this this labor market can handle as i mentioned uh tighter monetary policy and that and, and it's that comment that caught him a lot of grief we need to take a break here. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. There's a light, a certain kind of light. The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code MOVE for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code MOVE for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code MOVE. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station 
several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Welcome back, King Bang, your show, The Biz, 1440. I, I know people, it's fun to dunk on the, on the Fed. I, 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 I'm not sure what I would have done in that meeting. Would I have done what Waller did and said, yeah, maybe we don't go 50 this time because we don't know what's going on with Ukraine. The other issue is, we really don't know. I don't think we have a good feel for how big an impact a balance sheet runoff has in combination with rising rates. Um, there's a lot to be decided over the next few months by the Federal Reserve. Um, I do think it's interesting. He was asked a question. I don't. I didn't. I didn't cover it because the answer was kind was what you would expect. Just, just I'm not going to answer that question really. Um, but he was asked about the fact that he has still not been fully. Uh, uh, he's still on, on an, in an acting basis as chair of the Fed. Um, he's still not had his appointment uh, um, confirmed by the Senate. Uh, but people, I think, are in a hurry for this. So. This was actually I, I pulled this off of a uh, off of YouTube, and I'm not sure exactly where this happened. But this was uh, Senator Bill Haggerty, a Republican who would be voting on on the uh, on the confirmation, who had this to say: Cut number one. What we need right now is continuity and certainty as they try to address this market. Um, the Fed is behind the curve. They've got a big challenge ahead of themselves uh, because. You know, I'd, I'd argued last year that they needed to curtail the balance sheet expansion. Um, I, I still believe that was the correct move, but they've, you know, finally are in a position now where they're beginning to raise rates. I think they could have begun much sooner. Uh, they're going to have to thread this needle very, very carefully. Is it possible? Yes, but it's going to take a, a very careful hand. And having continuity, I think, uh, is going to be helpful there. So he's in favor of keeping keeping Powell in place. I, I don't think it's that big a I don't think it's that big a deal. The only other option they had had was uh, that they were thinking about was the vice chair, Lael Brainerd, who's probably closer in closer in uh, ideology to uh, President Biden. Uh, Jay Powell, Jay Powell probably come to me. It's kind of interesting. Jay Powell was first nominated by President Obama, but um, was part of a package deal where where. Uh, because there was a Republican Senate to do the confirmation, Obama wanted somebody, I think it was in fact Brainerd, who went on at the same time, wanted wanted to get somebody he wanted on, and so put Powell and the other person on. I, I can't quite remember exactly. I think it was Brainerd who was put up at the same time, and, and they were kind of a package deal. Uh, and he sailed through his, uh, his confirmation that time, sailed through confirmation, as, as chair the first time. I see no reason why that wouldn't happen this time, too. Uh, but he's being asked some pretty tough questions, and I thought it was interesting. So I mentioned uh, we, we played some clips from, uh, from Governor Waller on, on CNBC with Steve Leisman asking the questions. Leisman was also at the press conference 
uh, and at the press conference with uh, with the uh, with the uh, te- with the uh, with the chair, and I want to go find his uh, cut for you. That is cut. Let's play this cut number twelve. By the end of this year, broadly, people are at or close to, or in some cases above, their estimates of longer-run neutral interest rate. Okay, so that should that should stop pushing that that should in other words that should be a removal of accommodation for monetary policy basically at the same time we will have done significant balance sheet runoff and you can think of that as as further Uh, in the next year and just looking at the median you're now above uh the you know above the the what people estimate to be the longer run median so so and and also in in many people's uh Forecast that actually amounts to to you know tight policy under in real rates as well. So why doesn't why does unemployment remain at three and a half percent? You know it, uh, it. I mean a, a couple points. One is the connection between in 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 the economy we had before the pandemic. The connection between inflation and the level of the unemployment rate was was not very tight. But this is qu- clearly what this is is an expectation that really it amounts to that the idea that wage increases which are now running above the level that would be consistent over the long run with 2% inflation will move back down to to levels which are still very attractive full full economy kind of full employment kind of wages but not 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 to a point where they're pushing up uh uh, uh inflation anymore okay so that's a longish clip and it is it is uh, the sound of a guy who gets kind of trapped by the question, and I, I, I didn't want to take too much time to read you read you the questions, um, but I'm going to do this. Are you cre- are you giving a forecast here that suggests you'll be continuing to run further behind the curve and never really get in front of inflation because the economy will continue to run hot? And you said inflation will take longer to return to price stability than we had originally expected. Isn't that a choice you're making? They have not given up on this is the point I'm trying I'm trying to get at. We've been told by the Fed, we were told by by Chair Powell back in 2020 that in we're going to hit 2% inflation when it gets above 2% inflation we're going to push it back to 2% inflation. If you go and look at the dot plot, the dot plot does not suggest or suggest that the suggest that the long run inflation rate so the long run Fed funds rate is between two and a two and a quarter and two and a half. Pretty much everybody's there. There's two dots at three. I'm assuming one of those happens to be uh, President Bullard. I don't know who the other one is. But if I look at at the expectation for inflation, uh, and I'm going to go down to get core inflation, they still they do not expect inflation to even be at two percent or at the two percent level. In, on the median in 2024 their median expectation is at is at 2.3 to 2.4 percent with some with it with one governor saying we're still going to be at the rate we're going we're still going to be above three percent we're going to be at three percent even then even then we'll be at three percent in 2024 what they've shown you in the SEP is, and when he's asked about the SEP, he always says, well, it doesn't really mean what we say it means. It really doesn't mean, it's not a forecast, it's just a collection of data points. You shouldn't get too wrapped around the axle about that. So he gives you this answer, okay, which I'm telling you is a, it, it is just a, a word salad uh, 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 and and if you read the transcript you can clearly see him going back and forth about about wages and stumbling over whether it's full economy versus full employment he's having a bit of bit of a trouble and so right after that Chris Rugeber at, at the Associated Press follows up and basically re-asks Steve Leisman's questions he says, there are a lot of economists skeptical that you can reduce inflation as much as you've penciled in without raising the unemployment rate. What are the mechanisms you see in reducing demand? And so he gives this answer, cut number 13. Let's say that our tools work about as you described. 
And the idea is we're trying to better align demand and supply, let's just say in the labor market. So it would actually, if, if, if you were just moving down the number of job openings so that they were more like one-to-one, uh, you would have less upward pressure on wages. You would, have, uh, you would have a lot less of a labor shortage, which is going on pretty much across the economy. We're hearing from, from companies that they, they can't hire enough people. They're having a hard time hiring. So um, that, that's, that's really the, the thinking there. Is we, you know, these are fairly well-understood channels, interest-sensitive, uh, and, and basically across the economy, we, we'd like to slow demand so that it's better aligned with supply, give supply at the same time time to recover, and get into a, a better, you know, a, a better alignment of supply and demand, and that over time should bring inflation down. So, I have the transcript in front of me, so that's why I keep reading it back to you. But I want I want you to hear that last bit across the economy. We'd like to slow demand, meaning labor demand, so that it's better aligned with labor supply. Give supply at the same time time to recover. Some people are reading that to be supply chain issues. I'm actually reading it to be to be labor. And I do think that means that they want wage increases to be less. And I think he's saying, basically, they're going to be kind of comfortable if the unemployment rate was a creep back up above 4%. They don't necessarily think that's a bad outcome. If inflation's still running hotter than 3%, I think they'll be like, yeah, well, that's kind of what we plan to do that's 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 the strategy and they're basically doing a phillips curve type standard piece but it's all by the seat of their pants we don't have uh good knowledge here about what they're in fact targeting they're just saying and and the fact that they cannot say when inflation will return to 2%, which they say is still their target, they don't think they're even getting their, a majority of their of their members do not think they'll get there even by 2024. Okay, he can say all he wants about, well, it's just a collection of dots, it's just a collection of opinions, it's not a forecast, I get that, but a majority of your committee members do not think you get to 2% even by 2024. So, why don't, why not? What policy would allow your members to say, if we do this by 2024, not this year, okay, and not even next year, but by 24, we will bring the inflation rate back down to 2%. They have nothing to say about that. That's, when, that's why I said, Ken, a bit, a, a bit ago in the first hour, they've abandoned, they've abandoned the policy they had, which was to say, hey, on average, we want the inflation rate to be 2%, but we want to be flexible about it. We're not going to be a little vague about when that might happen. But if you don't think it's going to be there in the in last year, this year, next year, or the year after that, that policy has been abandoned. And you haven't articulated what comes in its place. Okay? It's not, so did they change regimes? No. But I think they're even flying more by the sea of their pants than they have in the past. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. The Biz, 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. For years, we proudly installed quality roofs and gutters for people all across Minnesota. But did you know that in parts of the metro area, we also install windows and siding? Our expert team has been installing windows and siding for years, and we have recently increased our resources to serve you better. We install high-quality, time-tested window brands such as Thermotech and Marvin, and we're a certified installer of LP SmartSide products. We've found that we can better serve you by providing full-service exterior solutions. So if you've been thinking about siding or windows on your home, check out our website, thekingdombuilders.com. Click on Siding or Windows and see if we service your area. Remember, we're not salespeople, just great window and siding installers. You can also give us a call at 612-900-9166. 612 612- 
800-900-9166. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, Team Gang Show, the Biz 1440. Welcome back. We're uh, excited uh, to finish out the hour and then let you get on your day. Don't forget, of course, Mitch Berg and uh, Jack Tomczak uh, this afternoon on our sister station, AM 12A, The Patriots, starting at 1 p.m. Uh, and then, of course, Brad Carlson, the closer of the Narn, Sunday, same time. Um, you gotta, you got to be there for that. Um, good conversation on, on, uh, on our, our Twitter feed. Um, uh, b- talking about I, I, Frank, I appreciate your comments about the fact that businesses actually don't look at the wage per se, but the cost of the cost of labor, and that, and I don't think I, I think in that sense we might be actually not doing ourselves great favors with some of the regulations that have come forward at the time. It's also the cost of hiring people during a pandemic, you know, and and how can you how do you serve them at uh, how do you work with them at this particular time. Uh, that's an issue too, um, but to this labor market question, let me let me talk about this again with one last cut from the press conference. Michael McKee, you you might see him on on Bloomberg surveillance in the morning, uh, like I do frequently. Uh, tune tune into my Bloomberg channel every morning to to find out what's happening in markets. You can do that right here on the Biz fourteen forty. Um, I. Um, I, I Michael McKee asked him something that he called the Paul Volcker question. And the Paul Volcker question is basically, how do you deal with the trade-off between unemployment and inflation? And so we were talking in the previous segment. I think the Fed is basically signaling, we're going to lean a little more heavily on inflation than we do on unemployment. And McKee's the person that nailed him down. So he asked this, what he called the Paul Volcker question. I'll read the question because I don't think it's in the cut. You don't think unemployment is going to rise significantly, but if it does, does that temper your desire to keep raising rates? Chair Powell says this is the answer. Cut number 15. Well, the goal, of course, is to restore price stability while also sustaining a strong labor market. We have a dual mandate, and they're sort of equal. Uh, but as I said earlier, you know, uh, price stability is an essential goal. In fact, it's a it's a precondition really for achieving the kind of labor market that we want, which is a, a strong and sustained labor market. We saw the benefits of a long expansion, a sustained labor market. It pulled people back in and there was there were really no 
imbalances in the economy that threatened the long expansion. It just, the pandemic arrived. Just, it was just a completely exogenous event. So that's how we're thinking about it. We, we, we of course, want to achieve, uh, you know, price stability with a strong labor market. But we do understand also that really you can't have maximum employment for any sustained period without price stability. So we need to focus on price stability in particular, particularly because the labor market is so strong and the economy is so strong. We feel like the economy can handle tighter monetary policy. So, so this feels like an explanation to me. Um, the explanation being that they did not believe the economy could handle tighter monetary policy until now. They say they, I think it could, and even if they couldn't, I think they allowed inflation to get out of hand as a, based on, on what they've done so far. But the labor market is but, – but because the labor market is so strong now, it's because wages are higher, and the wages, and the wages are now – pressing up and causing businesses to have to increase prices. I'll encourage you one more time. I will tweet as soon as it's posted to the to the uh, St. Cloud Times website, our report, and I encourage you to read. We have a special question on how businesses are handling inflation. We have about 40 businesses that we surveyed. Their responses are in this report. I encourage you to read that. Over and over, they're talking about increases in, in input prices, and increases in wages, and they say we have to pass that on to our customers, but some of them are saying some for us, we can't pass them all along, and we're seeing a squeeze on our wages, or our profits, excuse me, instead. That, that issue, is out, that issue is, is out there. Because businesses are making significant profits at this time, and they are, right? Businesses are doing better than average. The stock market isn't, isn't, isn't sky high for no reason whatsoever. The economy is doing well. And indeed, I think the reason the market rallied in the face of these increases is not because the Fed, the Fed did 25 rather than 50. It's because the statements being made by the Fed are to the, to the effect that we have, a, we have enough confidence in this market that we can raise rates and we don't see that causing, causing a recession. Um, if you... The market's reaction would indicate that they want to believe that. They might believe that. I think I believe that. I think they can certainly make a number of moves. The question is really going to be, what's going to go on with that balance sheet? Because they that was a full-blown punt on that question. Anyway, I want to thank you all for listening. Thank goodness baseball is back. Congratulations, Twins, on getting getting a great shortstop. I hope that works out. Daniel, thanks for uh, thanks for your work today. John as well. And we'll talk to you next week here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Pro Life Across America, the Billboard People. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro Life Across America, the Billboard People. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 
866-767-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. Huh, really? Well, my commute's painless. You feeling okay? I'm serious. Since my company moved to Center Point of Mendota Heights, my commute has become a breeze. It's located near major highways for easy access to anywhere in the metro. No way. Yeah. Plus, hot lunch spots nearby, and when the weather gets nicer, I can get out on the trails along the Mississippi. Sure, but don't you miss being in an office downtown? Nah, not with eight single-story buildings and fully customizable space to fit our company's culture and needs. No shared common areas. We've got private bathrooms and free parking. Did you say free parking? Yep. No more parking contracts or searching for a spot on the street. I park right outside the front door. No way. Where is this? Center point of Mendota Heights. It's just off Highway 55 and 62. That means super easy access to the airport. It's an ideal place for any business looking for a value forward move. You can check it out at escapetomendota.com and work where it's easier to work. All right. I'll tell my boss to visit Escape. Come. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.